KCIM is the place to listen on 1380 AM and 95.1 FM. This is KCIM Carol. It's the MC's Country Cafe Coaches Show with Jeff Blankman. Thank you very much, Lanson. Good Saturday morning to you here. MC's Country Cafe Coaches Show. Thanks to Mark and everybody down at MC's. We've got a fun show coming up for you here this morning. We're going to talk with Craig Rowetter about their big win here coming up shortly. Ryan Steinkamp with their dominant win last night. We'll talk volleyball. Got Michaela Klink and uh, Rusty Wintermote from Carroll and Kemper. They're both headed up to Rockwell City for a tournament today. Uh, Thomas Nelson joins us. Uh, Kemper had a tough uh, meet uh, with a lot of great teams over at uh, Gilbert at Iowa State University on Thursday. We'll talk about that. Neb Danner. We'll talk a little Carroll Girls Swimming. All that coming up for you yet here between 8 and 9 o'clock. But as we always do, let's run you through the scores. And again, a complete scoreboard. Uh, all of the scores from around the state. We've got each local district broken down for you at the top you scroll down past all of our local districts then you find the statewide scoreboard so all the scores across the state of iowa all posted for you online at uh, the brinks exterior sports report at sports.1380kcim.com scoreboard from last night Class 3A District 1, Carroll over Council Bluffs, Thomas Jefferson, 56 nothing. West Lyon down Sioux Center, 17 nothing. Harlan beat Sergeant Ball of Luton, 42-14. It was MOC Floyd Valley over Storm Lake, 41 nothing. Boyden Hole Rock Valley downed Unity Christian, 20 to nothing. And Spencer beat Helan, 31-7. Class 1A District 8, Kemper over at Green County, 35 nothing. OABCAG topped Green or Esac County, 54-7. Cherokee knocked off MVAOCOU, 46-14. Clorinda outscores Trainer 42-34. Ridgeview shuts out West Monona 35-0. Underwood, they cruise by St. Albert 57-7. Class 1A District 2, South Central Calhoun falls at Emmitsburg 63-28. Okaboji Milford over Manson Northwest Webster 32-0. Newman Catholic beat Belmont Clemmy 49-0. I-35 over Woodward Granger 24-14. It was West Central Valley slipping by East Eagle Grove 13-12. West Marshall rolls past South Hamilton 41-6. Class A District 8 Woodbury Central blanks IKM Manning 40-0. Galen Catholic over Lawton Bronson 35-0. Loma knocked off at Westwood of Sloan at 14-6. It was at Tri-Center over Missouri Valley the final there at 63-0. Nothing. Eight man district one. Are we even knocked off at Glidden Ralston, uh, 38 to 28? Harris Lake Park over Kingsley Pearson, 40 to 37. St. Mary's or Remsen over Siouxland Christian, 73 nothing. And New Alfonda downed River Valley, 48 to 6. Eight man at district 10. Fremont Mills Tabor over Audubon, 44 nothing. Coon Rapids Beard knocked off Booyer Valley, 35 to 7. Exile Rockhorn Gimbledon beat Woodbine, 41 8. And West Harrison knocked off Caminita by a final of it, 29 to 22. We'll step away. Way take a break. Craig Rowetter, he's sitting here ready to join us. That's coming up for you next right here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. We're back with more on KCIM. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. Welcome back here to the MC's Country Cafe Coaches Show on this Saturday morning. We're going to talk at Carroll High Football. Craig Rowetter joining us. Tigers absolutely dominant last night down at Council Bluffs, so rolling by Thomas Jefferson. 56 to nothing. Uh, Coach, first, thanks for joining us here today. Number two, I know you'll never say it, but man, this one just seemed like in the text and tweets I was getting from Nick Brinks, who called the game for us, this one was over fairly early last night. Yeah, it, you know, we credit to the kids. Uh, we challenged them this week and said, hey, here's your, you know, we thought we'd let one probably get away that uh, maybe we should have had um, last week and this is kind of the how we were going to respond this week to set us up for you know one more non-district game and then heading in, in, into district play so it was uh yeah it was a good statement by our kids and um you know outside the very first well in fact we started with the ball and marched it all the way down to the to the one and uh, had a little miscue on the snap um which wasn't ideal but after that it was uh it all pretty much went our way 
running game? Uh, is that all you had to do again this week? Were you just able to rely on that? Yeah, we got back to who we are. Um, you know, I felt maybe I got a little too cute against Gilbert, thinking, you know, as they're putting everybody in the box to stop the run, um, you know, you got to stick, stick to your identity. And um, we did that this week, kind of like week one. We just, you know, we had all, it was probably all 11 guys within eight yards of the line of scrimmage against us. But again, they wanted to take away our inside trap game. And so we added a little off tackle, um, like a belly type play to our arsenal this week and um again the guys up front you know really including the tight ends uh really got after them uh as far as our blocking went and and even the running backs lead blocking for each other um did a great job this week so the the run game was was hitting on all cylinders i get the sense in talking to you during the commercial break here on the show this morning that you guys wanted to be physical because you didn't feel like you were as physical as physical as you needed to be against gilbert and physicality reached the point you wanted it to last night yes definitely we had you know there were a lot of bodies on the ground um so it was it, it was good up front and uh you know i even had uh evan hammer after our third touchdown i think he came over and said hey maybe we should tight ends will come with the linemen again and work on our our down block next week too so yeah that's kind of fun when um you know they the kids see the the purpose of what what we did and, and see the payoff unofficially any idea about how many yards you guys ran for i did i saw you know after last night talking with nick um all purpose wise i think greece was you know almost knocking on the door at 300 wow um just by himself and uh cooper i think was around 70 at halftime i i'll have to put the stats together but um so yeah they were you know again our inside and out run game was was rolling big plays was a lot a lot of big plays in that game last night or were you guys able to sustain drives uh, both, you know, I think we took seven minutes off the clock that first quarter, um, just marching it down, you know, uh, on a nice, nice drive. And, you know, there were a couple two play drives where, uh, Reese got loose on some big, big runs again. Uh, but it, it was, you know, we were knocking off eight, seven, you know, yards at a time. And, um, again, it was the guys blocking the running backs were complimenting each other, uh, great all night. So it wasn't, I mean, I know Reese ended up with the lion's share of the yards, I think, but uh, carries were pretty balanced, and, and they worked well together. i got to give a shout-out to a fellow Husker fan and your defensive coordinator, Coach Noggle. You get a shutout last night, so the defense had to be pretty dominant as well. Yeah, in fact, they to counter your Nebraska <laughs> talk there, we, uh, Nick even tweeted out, we looked like the Hawkeyes there to start out, and we got the safety to do the scoring. I just said, You're calling plays on offense, Coach. I don't think you got to worry about you getting outscored by your defense. Yeah, so but it, but it was we and we actually you know we did we went back to, um, you know back to the coach's room and and we talked quite a bit last week after uh, the result wasn't what we wanted. Um, just thought we got worn down a little bit up front, and we actually jumped into a, a three, three three stack type of defensive front. Um, so the kids picked that up in four days of practice and uh they were lights out all night we put a couple new uh you know we we got as weird as it sounds we got younger on defense again and um carter smith and owen clucky got their first varsity starts on defense last night and um you know did a great job and that gave us you know jack white was able to take a little break on defense and i could talk with him on offense so you know that worked out well but then he could go in he's kind of a utility guy too he can play outside backer or safety and um, so that was, that was nice to, to see the defense, um, you know, take the new, uh, a new system, um, and, and, and run it so well. And yeah, they, they made life pretty rough for, uh, the quarterback all night. Did they threaten against you guys at all in the game? Um, I'm going to be honest, not, not really, you know, they, I, I'm not even sure I'd have to look back how many plays they actually got off in the first half. Cause um, we really did have some sustained drives, and um, it seemed like they were three and out quite a bit. So I, I never felt you know our defense was 
uh, in danger ever really of giving up any points. So you got Stormlight coming to your place next week. I finally get a chance to see you guys. I've got the call of that game, and I'm more than looking forward to getting a chance to watch this team play. Uh, I love running football teams, so I'm going to really enjoy watching you guys pound the football next week against Stormlight. But before we talk that Stormlight game, uh, you're getting into district play. What has surprised you so far about this district as you guys head into district play? Um, it, it kind of seems wide open. Um, you know, MOC right now is undefeated. Uh, we knew they were junior heavy last year, and they brought back um, some good playmakers this year. So it doesn't surprise me that they're undefeated. Um, I guess it does surprise me that they're the only undefeated uh, team in our district. You know, of course, a couple of those teams have played like Central Lion, George Little Rock, and I think uh, they're going to have their way um, in, I think they're, I believe they're 2A. I think they're going to have their way in 2A this year. Um, but, yeah, Sergeant Bluff sitting. They got beat by Harlan last night, so they're sitting 0-3. Uh, Boyden Hole Rock Valley did pick up a win, a win last night. Um, you know, so I think they're 1-2 one, one and two in Sioux Center. So kind of the, the preseason favorites um, don't quite have the record what we thought they are, but they're, you know, they're still solid, and it, it, it's going to be a, a fun race, I think. I know you guys don't peek ahead much and start to study film, so you'll start that today or tomorrow for Storm Lake. But what do you remember about them last year? Uh, what can they kind of show you guys that uh, that you got to concern yourself with? Um, well, actually, Coach Noggle and myself are heading up to uh, Rockwell City here shortly to watch uh, volleyball today for our <laughs> daughters up there. We, so I downloaded a couple playlists already. Um, planning ahead to some iPads so we can between sets we'll be breaking it down so I I got a little sneak peek of uh Storm Lake actually the defensive coordinator from TJ a year ago is their new head coach so okay. uh defensively I think they'll kind of run what TJ ran at us last year um offensively they switched out of the they ran a double wing last year and, and so we won't see that um this year it's more of a gun with with two backs a lot and a twins on the other side so it'll be It'll be a different Storm Lake uh, look than what we've been used to the last couple of years. Well, I'll tell you what, Beans, you're bringing iPads up. I'm coming up today as well. Uh, I haven't got a chance to see some of the area teams playing volleyball yet, so I'm I'm going to be up there to cover the four teams. I might peek over your guys' shoulder just to get a little peek at Storm Lake next week. Hey, that's fine. We might put you to work, but more than welcome. I'd mess you guys up. I'd mess you guys up. I, I don't want to take that risk. Craig, as always, uh, fun to catch up with you. I'm sure I'll chat with you some up in Rockwell City today. Best of luck to, to both uh, Olivia and to Riley uh, and, and all the Tigers and all the area teams that are up there today. So looking forward to seeing you guys up there. Congrats on a, on a great victory last night, and uh, we'll talk to you again coming up later today. Yep, sounds good, Jeff. Appreciate the coverage like usual, and go Tigers. Head coach Craig Rowetter again with the Carroll Tigers. Again, they roll over Thomas Jefferson 56 to nothing. We'll step away, take a break. We've got Ryan Steinkamp. They got a big win last night. We'll talk to him. That's next here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show right here on KCIM. Senior Fun Day is this Wednesday from 9 a.m. to noon at the Carrollton Ballroom. Join the area's senior living leaders for a chance to win prizes, veteran recognition, and goodie bags. Senior Fun Day this Wednesday, 9 to noon at the Carrollton Ballroom. Plan for a safe tomorrow. Lens Insurance and Grinnell Mutual are committed to our local farmers and to supporting National Farm Safety and Health Week. Count on us to help you prepare for a safe and healthy future. To find farm safety information, visit GrinnellMutual.com. Together, we can trust in tomorrow. Contact Lens Insurance, your local Grinnell Mutual agent, at 792-1700 today for all your insurance needs. Trust in Tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. MC Country Cafe Coaches Show rolling on on this uh, Saturday morning. Jeff Blankman joined here today by head coach Ryan Steinkamp with the Kemper Knights. Uh, and, and coach, I, I mentioned rolling on here this morning. Man, uh, you guys are rolled on last night 35 to nothing against an undefeated uh, Green County Ball Club. Uh, what an impressive performance uh, for you guys last night. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate that. Yeah, it was a, it was a great team win. You know, all, all three aspects of offense, defense, uh, special teams, uh, um, quick and they're ready to play. And it's great to see the kids out there having fun and having success. When when you shut a team out thirty five to nothing, you, you know the offense did something. Uh, but it also tells you that the defense set up things probably with short fields or turnovers or, or just literally didn't let the other team get anything going. How good was the defense? 
Oh, they, 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 they played fantastic. You know, we had a game plan. The kids stuck to it. They trusted it. And, you know, we got guys going. We moved some guys around. It was just it was just fun to see them fly around. You know, we caught some turnovers. Um, you know, got they went for a fourth down a couple of times. We got those stops. So that, that, that was great. What did they try to do against you guys, and what made it so successful, uh, the game plan you guys put together and what the kids did in executing it? Oh, we just, you know, they, they, they went a lot of trips, a lot of empty stuff, and we, we, just, we moved kids around. You know, we, we tried to be unpredictable because you know, they signal their plays in, so we, we went within the, you know, have the upper hand, so we moved guys around a little bit. We, kind of, we changed some calls and apply based on formation, and the kids just executed it, and they were locked in. It was, just, it was uh, great to see them have that success. Offensively, then you and I were kind of talking right before the show started. Offense struggled a little bit for you guys last night, but took advantage the way it sounds of of, the, of everything that you guys had the opportunity to take advantage of. Yeah, for sure. I mean, scoring five touchdowns and ten our <laughs> offense struggle sounds weird, but you know we got short fields and we punched it and we had to. You know, we went a little little more um, eye formation type deal, just to, you know, just to pound the ground and the O line stepped up big when we had to, and the running backs ran hard and got our blocks and. You know, we we we, just, we we capitalized. We played good. You know, complimentary football. The, the, you know, short fields and special teams. So that was just great to see. I mean, completely different game last week. We you know we have big plays. We we didn't have any big plays really on offense, except for one run by Vinami. But you know, it, it was just our guys just sticking with it and um, grinding and fighting together. So defense played well. You get a bunch of short fields. I got to ask: Was it just you stopped them on fourth down the way it sounded a couple of times? But um, punt returns that got you the good field position, uh, turnovers, uh, a combination, oh, yeah, or, or what? Yeah, you know, we started the game off. DJ had, DJ Benami had a great read. He got a pick. Got down to like the five, and then you know we just we pounded it in. Um, but otherwise, it was you know they they were in midfield, so they went for it several times, and you know we, our defense just stepped up, and you know we. We had the we had the ball, you know, midfield almost all night, and we kept them out of the red zone because you know went to the red zone, it gets a little more testy, a lot more you know things pop up, and we kept we kept them out of that area. Okay, so DJ Vanami with a with a pick that gets you down to the five. I, I got to ask, third straight game, I think that you guys have have had a pick that uh, you know either turned into points or or set up points. Uh, why is your secondary so good at ball hawking? Um, you know, they're, they're athletes out there. We got a lot of basketball players um, out there. You know, they just they, they they trust them. You know, we put them in positions where they're seeing the ball, and you know they're, you know, and they, they, they we we preach a lot about film and watching the other team, and they've done a good job of you know scouting it on their own, watching the film, and just being ready for it and stuff too. So um, I'm really proud of the kids for you know taking their games to the next level in that aspect. Up twenty-one to nothing at halftime. Um, what did you say to the kids to keep them focused? And did you guys look at it doing anything different than you had done in the first half? Yeah, we knew we had to change some things off offensively because they said they're getting pressure. And we had plenty of negative plays, things we got cleaned up um, offensively. But then, you know, I, I I told you earlier, you know, at halftime, I asked them what the score was, and they said zero zero. And I was like, you betcha, because that's that's how you gotta play the game. You know, you can't play, you can't you know let up at all because obviously Green County is a really well coached and talented team. So um, they just they, they they kept at it and we made some uh, adjustments and plays, and it, you know the kids just took off with it. Well, how did the offense do that in the second half? Did things get better? Yeah, you know that we we uh, we changed up a few uh, blocking and uh, two play calls and you know old line when it, when it came down to it the plays we had to have we got you know uh, Tavanami ran hard Logan Cena uh, ran hard Chris Moore blocked Jake Erbeck uh, Cooper Pavam so it's great it's kind of by committee whoever's in and we you know we we, we had to play a little more small uh, the win was a bit of a factor too so we had to play a little more small ball tonight instead of hitting home runs and that that was, that was great to see so it's just another later um, we could add to our game so. It's just great to see the kids capitalize and um, have success. You mentioned Tavanami with a touchdown run, long one, short one. How impressive of a run was it? <laughs> it, was, it was pretty impressive. It, you know, he got the the old line got the first five yards, and he broke a couple of tackles and you know a bunch of a bunch of ankle biters. He just kept those knees turning and you know broke another tackle, and it was just you know the sideline just went crazy. And it, it was great to see him have that have that play. What was the atmosphere like in the locker room on the bus ride back to the field house? With a thirty-five to nothing win, you're sitting three and zero on the year. Was it was it quiet, subdued? Like, okay, we just took care of business. This was just a game, or was there a lot of excitement with this group? Well, we said, you know me. I take we take one game at a time. You know, any win is a good win. Learn to appreciate them. They're, they're hard to come by. You know, we had a, a, a tough uh, non uh, non district schedule, so I told the guys we enjoy tonight. Now they're dancing, <laughs> singing, having fun, but they know that you know we talked them after the game. You know, hey, enjoy this one tonight, but starting tomorrow. 
we're we're 0-0 again. Districts you know, comes down to it. District is all that matters. So we're 0-0, and you know, starting tomorrow, we're focused on the next game. Coach, I gotta ask you. You mentioned uh, you know your favorite college football team to me. You know uh, before we went on today, and that you it was it was very much an Iowa Hawkeye like a football game. Um, uh, what did you guys take away from Kirk Ferentz that uh, had this team and got this team to be able to play like the Hawkeyes this year? Oh, it was it was defense and special teams, and then uh, the difference was the offense was capitalizing a little bit more. You know, we were able to function in a little bit, so we were kind of giving uh, Kling some crap, calling him Ferentz out there. But you know, but you know, we got under center, we we ran the ball, and we made the play. So you know, having those, you know, able to capitalize on that field position and um, turnovers is, is is critical. So you know, it doesn't mean anything if you can't capitalize. So it's great to see that. So I got to ask, it's the big in-state rivalry game today. Your Hawks getting to host uh, Coach Clank's Cyclones. Um, who wins? Oh, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great <laughs> question. I honestly don't know. You know, it, I, it, I said, I'm kind of old school. I say whoever makes the least mistakes is going to win. But, you know, I'm hoping the Hawkeyes can pull it out, you know. But either way. You know, today at school it was on Friday at school is wear your team wear your team shirt day, and you know I'm I'm, I'm focused on Kemper football, so I wore my Kemper football shirt today. So. <laughs> Coach, I got to yeah, give I, you a hard time. I, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. You know, I'm a fan. I always get clean kind of hard time. He always talks about Iowa State like we. I'm like, dude, you don't coach there. You're not part of them. Like, <laughs> you, yeah, so <laughs> that's not the most, that's not the most trash talk I get from that. I know. Well, I'm going to trash talk you for a second here. You said you're old school. You're not even thirty yet, are you? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 33. I'm climbing, Are you really? I'm up there okay, yeah, wow, yeah. I, I wouldn't have put you that old. I was thinking 28, 29. I'm like, man, how can you be old school when you're still young? But, uh, oh. <laughs> Ryan, congratulations uh, on the the really big win on Saturday night. Got to talk real quick here. Maple Valley, Antheno, Charter, Ocute on the road next week. They've been struggling. Got to keep the guys focused. That doesn't sound like it's going to be a problem. No, it's nothing. Oh, no, tomorrow night, you know, don't care about their record. Don't care about our record. We, we got we got to take care of business. We got some things we need to work on, clean up too. So you know we're going to practice hard and take it one game at a time. Coach, we appreciate you joining us here today. Uh, best of luck. Uh, I know you'll be breaking down film of of your game today and and looking at what you need to get ready for the game plan. But uh, take a couple of minutes. Uh, you know, see if 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 Coach Ferens can get that ground game going a little bit for the Hawkeyes <laughs> today and, and enjoy a little bit of that game as well. Yeah, I, I usually do. Usually Saturdays, I hang out with the boys, my three boys, and we, we watch football quite a bit. So we're excited <laughs> to kind of relax and hang out tomorrow. All right. Well, Coach, best of luck. I uh, appreciate you joining us, and we'll catch up with you again next week. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Appreciate you. You bet. Head Coach Ryan Steinkamp again with the Kemper Knights. Again, they win 35 to nothing over Greene County. Back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show next here on at KCIM. It's time to discover the difference between a good tractor and a great one with the Fent 900, the ultimate row crop tractor specifically engineered to take performance efficiency and operator comfort to the next level, giving you more uptime, less downtime, all the time, with a three-year full machine warranty and three years of scheduled maintenance. It's Fent, it's time, and it's here. Learn more at Fent.com. Hi, this is Lane Robinson. Visit one of our locations in Irwin, Corning, or Pocahontas, or visit us at RobinsonImplement.com, where service isn't a word, it's our number one product. The annual Masonic Lodge Flight Breakfast and Plane Show is tomorrow from 6.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Carroll Airport. Enjoy sausage, eggs, pancakes, juice, and coffee. Free barrel rides for children will also be available. All proceeds benefiting Masonic scholarships and local projects. Let's talk a little Carol Volleyball here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Again, MC's Country Cafe Coaches Show every Saturday morning through the fall and winter sports season. We talk all Carol and at Kemper Sports uh, this year. Time of the year, it's volleyball, football, uh, cross country, and also girls swimming. But let's talk Carol Volleyball right now with head coach Michaela Klink. And coach, uh, good to catch up with you. How you doing this week? I'm good. Good. We got a short week. Yeah, how does the the short week with Monday being a holiday? I I, I forget sometimes to ask you guys about this because it's always Saturday morning before we sit down to talk. But uh, you know, how does that impact you guys? No practice on Monday, or were you able to slide one in? Um, we were able to slide one in Monday night, so I give them the day to spend time with family, and then um, we do an hour and a half practice Monday night. How did it go? Everybody pretty focused. Um, yes, we had a little, little distraction there. We had my daughter there, um, <laughs> but she, she cheers on the team. We had her in the ball cart and the girls were helping out. And so 
it was it was fun. We had to get um, some stuff done, and they were able to stay focused, though, otherwise. Uh, that's good to hear, Coach. You guys had a big match on Tuesday, had to go down to a uh, conference favorite, we'll just put it that way, in the Raccoon River Conference, uh, North Polk. They're off to a really good start this year. You had seen them earlier uh, at the Bondurant for our tournament. What was the differences Tuesday night compared to the, the tournament when you saw them the first time? Yeah, um, they're pretty solid all the way around. Their serve-receive was um, really good. They had lots of those three passes. When we played them at Bondurant, um, it was the second round of pool play. We were in the um, silver brackets. We were a little tired, um, so I think we were able to play a little better defense and had lots more energy this time around. You mentioned their serve, but it sounded like your back row had a good night. So back row serve receive well for you? Um, our serve receive um, was a little off. We were having like a couple, like one or two passes. Our setters were running around a little more than we liked them. Um, but our our digging is what helped us out and being scrappy in that game. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Madison tuning 22 digs for you then. What worked well for them against Bondurant when they were attacking? Um, they were reading our blockers really well and setting up um, outside of our block. Plus, we have um, Ava and Madison played in the back row together last year, so I think that helps us. They're able to read each other really well and know who's going to get what ball. Um, and then you also have Shay Snard in the back row, and she has that speed, um, so we're able to be scrappy. And um, if Madison gets a good dig, Shay's able to um, run after that ball if the setter isn't able to get to it. And so um, that was really cool to watch. How aggressive is North Polk swinging? Um, they are really aggressive. They um, are really good at placement also. Um, and they had a few tips on us that we wish we could have dug up, um, but they um, are really good at placing the ball. How was your block against them? Did you get some touches, able to direct where, where you wanted them to go a little bit? Yeah, we did get some good touches. Olivia and um, Cam in the middle had some great touches, um, but just like we had a great night of defense, they did also. They were able to um, dig those up and make it a playable ball for them. I noticed balanced at the net attacking-wise for you. Struggled maybe kill efficiency numbers-wise, but I, I think, what, five girls or so kind of in between that three and five kill area. What stood out for you guys when you were swinging? Yeah, we we don't have that one um, strong power hitter um, kind of like we did last year, so we're really focusing on um, spreading our offense, and our setters are doing a great job of that. Um, so something that we're constantly working on is that consistency piece, um, having a, a positive hitting efficiency um, in particular. Where was kind of the open spot to be able to look to attack um, Bondurant, or not Bondurant, North Polk's defense that night? Um, our middles and our right sides um, were having a lot of, a lot of success um, just running quicks. Um, and to be able to freeze those blockers and open some areas up. Caitlin Tigges, uh, Riley Nagel both had nice nights the way it looked to setting for you? Yep, they did. Um, they both had quite a few assists. Um, Riley really stood out um, in the back row defensively for us. She had 10 digs, which is great for a setter, um, especially for us where we run a 6-2 where um, the setter plays a huge role um, in the back row as well. Coach, uh, serving, did you guys serve well? Did you put some good pressure on them? We did, yeah. Last week when we played, um, we served about 88%, and so we wanted to get that percentage up, and I believe we were about like 95%, which is pretty good. Um, and we, had, we, were, we weren't just giving them easy serves over. Um, I think Cam Shabel had some awesome aces up there. Coach, uh, I know a 3-0 loss, but what do you take away to help this team grow uh, from the match Tuesday night with North Polk? Um, we, we have goals that we set after every game. Um, that first Gilbert game, we had about five goals. Um, we chipped away. Now we're down to like two or three goals. 
Um, and so we're just going to continue working and until um, we have zero goals. <laughs> Coach, you back in action already this morning. You guys are headed up to Rockwell City for South Central Calhoun's uh, in Master Blaster Tournament. Uh, really, really good field up there this year. Uh, this is the first year you guys are headed there, but I'll just run through all the teams. Winterset, ESAC, you guys. Kingsley Pearson, Kemper, South Central Calhoun, and Ridgeview. Uh, th this is going to be a real good, challenging tournament. Uh, probably similar to what you saw, if not maybe even a little better top to bottom than what you saw at Bondurant a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, we have really good competition, um, and it's going to help us stay on our toes all day long. We play all six teams. It's round robin. Um, so I'm really excited for the day and to see how we do. Open up with a Ridgeview, uh, 9.30 or so in the morning, 9.20. Um, have you had a chance to peek at them at all? Um, I actually coached a couple of those girls in club um, a couple of years ago, so I kind of know what we're expecting. We're going to have to um, put up a good block. They have some good hitters, so... It's a good way to wake up in the morning. Absolutely. Well, Coach, appreciate you joining us early on this Saturday morning. Planning to see you guys up there today. Uh, looking forward to this tournament a lot. It should be a lot of fun. So we'll talk to you again later on today. Best of luck uh, coming up later on. All right. Thank you. You had head coach Michaela Klink again with the Carroll Volleyball Program back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. That's coming up next right here on KCIM. Start your new career in aerospace. Located in Carroll, Collins Aerospace is hiring from machinists and manufacturing technicians to make parts for airplanes and helicopters. We offer competitive wages, including a $3,000 sign-on bonus and exceptional benefits. At Collins, you'll work with CNC machines and advanced manufacturing technologies in a safe, clean, and climate-controlled work environment. Apply online at jobs.collinsaerospace.com. Collins Aerospace, we make flight possible. The Tri-City Barbecue Fest presented by Smithfield. September 16th and 17th. Fun for the whole family. Food vendors, kids games and attractions. Entertainment for the adults. The Iowa Craft Beer Tent. People's Choice Rib Tasting. The Hog Wild Car Show. And turn it up for the after party with KDSN. Free admission and free national concerts with headliners Lanco and Thunderstruck. The Tri-City Barbecue Fest presented by Smithfield. MC Country Cafe Coaches Show returning here on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM at KCIM. We're talking Kemper Volleyball joining us on this Saturday morning. Head coach at Rusty Winter Mode and Coach, always good to get, good to get a chance to catch up with you. Well, you know, I, I think uh, the fact that I get a visit with you in the morning, uh, just, uh, you know, as we're getting ready to go up to South Central Calhoun, gets me to to, to give you my opinions about the day and then hope they work out the way that we talk about it. Well, Coach, and I was going to say, it always is nice for me to talk to a fellow Husker early in the morning. We always start off with a little Husker talk. I'm sure all the Iowa and Iowa State fans are like, oh, shut up, Jeff, and get moving I, on. So. I know. <laughs> You'll hear more from Jeff than anybody else. Absolutely, absolutely. Coach, you guys uh, played Tuesday. Uh, that was the only time this last week uh, that you guys were in action. You went over to Denison, uh, had a, tri a triangular over there, ended up with the two Hawkeye 10 conference teams in Clarinda and Denison Sleswig. Picked up a pair of wins. Let's start with Clarinda. I know you were telling me during the break in between our Nebraska talk that uh, you were really impressed with the Clarinda setter. Um, you guys handled them set one, beat them fairly well in set three, but set two was 28-26, so a pretty tight one in that second set. Well, it was, but the whole, even though the scores in game one and three were, you know, had a good separation to them, um, game two was no really different than game one and three other than we executed better in one and three. They just did a tremendous job. The setter was, she, was, she wasn't dumping, but I'm telling you what, she was misdirecting a lot of sets, and we weren't getting a lot of double blocks which allowed them, they were quick off the floor to be able to get some nice attacks on us. And, uh, of course, I, I got in a little bit of trouble in game two because I tried to make a substitution at the wrong time and had to walk it back. And, and of course, I got my first yellow card doing that. So uh, I had to slap myself on the hand and remember that I'm, I got to learn uh, how to properly coach again sometimes. But, uh, 
and and that wasn't their fault. It was me messing around some things, the girls having to adjust. Um, and and but again, not taking anything away from Clorinda, they just did a nice job defensively. Um, but when we were able to get on longer runs in games one and three, um, you know, with the help of Sophie Bating, you know, she really lit up things in, the, in game one. And it was all at the beginning of that set, about the middle of the set when she'd come in. They struggled finding a place to stop, you know, Sophie. She just, and Ashlyn did a nice job of getting her in the ball. And then when they would key on Sophie, you know, then we were able to start getting more attacks out of Franny and Lauren and Casey and Aubrey. Um, but I was just super impressed. And, you know, sometimes I, I catch, myself, catch myself saying, oh, my, that was a nice pickup. And I was talking about Clorinda. Our girls did a nice job when they would attack because they would still have to try and hit around us. But they ran a quicker attack in game two that we just did not, we weren't, we weren't ready for. And that was my fault in the coaching part of it. But once we got ready for it, you know, we were able to get more touches in game three and then just kind of play to our style, quickness and getting tips and then coming back at them stronger with Sophie in, in, the, in the end. What was the difference in game two that gave you the tight win, 28-26? Did, did you guys have to come back, uh, you know, in that, or, no. or did they make a run at you? No, they made a run at us. It really, there was not much point spread. We'd get up by four early up to about ten, and then they brought it back, and we got, I think one time it was 15, I think it was 15-11, they got it to 15-15, um, and then from there, it, it never got any bigger than two. So they seemed to answer our two points with their own one point, or own two point. Um, they never went ahead. Um, they did force us to call some timeouts um, pretty early in the match, but uh, in that games. But no, we were never behind in that game. Uh, again, but my mind is old, so I may have forgotten some things. But I don't believe we were ever behind. We just didn't create enough to get runs, but serve receive, you know, they they also did a nice job with their serve receive. Every ball that we came aggressively at them, they found a way to pop it up. If it was high and the setter had to go get it, which she did a nice job, they at least got some roll attack or an attack coming over. So there was we we lacked in aces against them, but they they did a nice job. So their serve receive was the biggest biggest support that they had in game two that allowed them to stay within. Um, we had a few more aces in game one and three, but we just never got on any attack runs uh, off of our serve, you know. Um, it, it just was it was just one of those we had to find a way to hang on and uh, try and win. And, and the girls, to their credit, didn't really buckle. They didn't really worry about it. There wasn't a panic look on their face. Um, they just we just kept saying during timeouts, let's just quit, quit messing around, and let's let's find a way to solve this. And I left it up to the captains to come up with with solutions out on the court. We when something bad would go, you know, happen, bad pass, not a very strong attack, and you know, again, it came down to us like it did against um, Creston when we when we would hit the ball hard with some authority. Um, they had they struggled with getting any positive attack back at us. So, you know, that was the difference between game one and three and two. Two just wasn't strong attacks. One and three was, here's our will, and, and we won the will. Coach, you guys didn't have as much problem with the Dennis and Slashwick able to roll pretty much in all three games. And looking at some of the numbers, that Brianna Wittruck, I don't know if that was her best play of the season, but to numbers-wise hit 562, 10 kills. Uh, freshman maybe starting to kind of come into her own a little bit. You know what? Brianna has been an, an interesting um, player, to, not to work with, but just we've been working her in different you know hitting situations. Uh, putting her more on the right side. She'll play one rotation on the left. In that game, it didn't matter where she was hitting. She got, she got most of her kills on the right side, two from, I think, from the left, and then one or two from the middle. But it seemed like wherever – it was just one of those games. Wherever Brianna could get a good approach with, you know, Ashlyn and Macy, you know, she got a good swing on the ball. And uh, she did a nice job, especially on the right side, 
um, tooling it off, you know, about their left hand to go out. Um, so she's learning how to throw up different shots. You know, we're working on push ones, but that was just her game. And as I told Ashlyn and Macy, I said, if you've got a hitter, and, in fact, Sophie was one of those in the beginning, but uh, as I told Macy and Sophie, I said, if it isn't broken, don't go away from it. Keep feeding Brianna until they decide to stop her. And, and uh, you know, we'd go a couple times to her. She'd hit in different spots, so they, she was hitting against different blockers. So I, I think when you have somebody that can go on an attack in all three spots, defensively I, I believe that causes problems for the other team because they just don't know where she's going to be at. It's like Sophie. Nobody knows where she's going to be at, and she seems to have success wherever she's at. So Brianna is finally – that was a good confidence game for her, you know, in all respects. She had one of those nights that finally things started to group because she started transitioning deeper, quicker to the ball. Boz has been doing a great job. Coach Boz has been doing a great job working on her arm swing. You know, we've been talking a little bit of basketball and volleyball together. She's now working hard, really exploding up and going to get that rebound with that volleyball and then swinging through. So now she's starting to swing on top of the ball. And we believe that she's starting to recognize that, which means for a freshman at her ability, she's going to be a lot of trouble for a lot of conference teams moving forward. Coach, you mentioned here a little bit ago that uh, on the way to Rockwell City today, the Master Blaster Tournament hosted by South Central Calhoun. Good field of teams uh, this year. Uh, you got Carroll up there. You've got, of course, you guys, South Central's playing really well. You get another shot at them after uh, meeting them at Humboldt. you got Ridgeview, who's playing really well. I haven't had a chance to peek at Kingsley Pearson. And a winner said, looks like they're struggling, but traditionally they've been strong. So this is going to be a fun tournament today. I'm planning on coming up and uh, watching you guys today, finally getting a chance to see you again. So uh, wish you the best of luck coming up today. Appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you a little bit later on this All morning. Right. Make sure you get some good videos of, of the girls today for your you know your hype video. So I, I will do. I'll be I'll be working on it. I just won't let them know you're coming, so that way they can't prepare anything for you. Yeah, it's a spur of the moment thing. Yeah, they'll get all their dance moves and whatever kind of ready to go. Absolutely. So appreciate that, Coach Head Coach again, Rusty Wintermote with the uh, Kemper Knights. We'll step away back with a more. From the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show, that's right here on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM, KCIM. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East, in Carroll. Senior Fun Day is this Wednesday from 9 a.m. to noon at the Carrollton Ballroom. Join the area's senior living leaders for a chance to win prizes, veteran recognition, and goodie bags. Senior Fun Day, this Wednesday, 9 to noon at the Carrollton Ballroom. We are back here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show talking uh, Kemper Cross Country right now as the Knights had a really good night, uh, kind of splitting up their groups a little bit on a Thursday night. Uh, some of the younger kids heading uh, down to Audubon while the varsity headed over to Gilbert uh, run at the Iowa State University course. And uh, joining us to talk about that meet is uh, head coach Thomas Nelson. And coach, good morning and uh, appreciate you joining us on this Saturday. Morning and uh, always glad to be here. Coach, uh, you and I were chatting here during the commercial break. Uh, you were really excited about the way things went. Uh, I had a little smaller group, uh, just the varsity kids went over to Gilbert. Everybody else headed down to that hilly course down in Audubon. We'll talk about that here briefly as well. But uh, a good night uh, for the varsity teams. We're going to start with the girls. Marie Day uh, went out, had a fantastic day. I think you told me personal best for her 2022 on the run. Finished sixth in a really, really talented field. Yeah, Marie went out, um, and she knew she was excited. We talked about that last week. She was excited for uh, a step up in the level of competition, um, and the Gilbert meet uh, clearly provided that. Um, and she went out and, and just really understood kind of, hey, uh, this is the, the my kind of trajectory of where I could land. Uh, she ran her own race. She didn't try to chase, you know, a couple girls that were uh, ahead of her a little ways. Um, and, and she just did a really good job 
setting, getting out quick, setting the pace, uh, and following it through. And it really paid off for her getting the sixth place finish. Um, that is just a, a really great day for her. How did you feel like the rest of the girls ran? You guys finished in a tie for 10th place as a team. I thought we really did a good job um, competing. You know, uh, if you haven't seen the Gilbert meet, you're looking at uh, 150 plus runners there. Uh, and the girls just did a good job of kind of getting out uh, and falling into the, their own pace um, and, and sticking with it. Uh, it it's a, a relatively fast course, and it was very hot out yesterday. Um, so I thought our kids did a good job just, you know, dealing with the heat. Uh, pushing through, uh, and we had a lot of kids showing improvement um, from their times in previous meets. How quick was the tempo over there yesterday in the girls' race? Well, I mean, it, it, look, look at Marie uh, as an example. You know, she cut a minute off of her time for West Central Valley. Uh, so uh, that, that's it. It's pretty significant. Um, we, have, we had other kids breaking, you know, dropping about 40 seconds uh, on the boys' side. Uh, 30 to 40 seconds increase from our last meet. Um, so just having, you know, a, a lot more teams, a, a lot of ranked teams there uh, really made everyone push uh, in that it's relatively flat uh, and, and long stretches of flat uh, also, you know, is, is going to increase your speed. And coach, uh, with that many runners going, so important to probably get out to a good start so you don't get bottled up and trapped behind a bunch of people. Yeah, uh, and that's one thing we've been really focusing on, uh, boys and girls. Um, very different than West Central Valley. West Central Valley, we had about 200 meters and, and then a, a bottleneck. Um, at Gilbert, you've got, uh, you know, 400 meters-ish uh, before even a turn, and you can pretty much just go straight. But, you know, again, there's just tons of people. Um, so we really want our kids to get out, uh, create a little separation, um, so you're running without getting tangled with other people, so you can set your stride, get into your race pace, um, and, and then what we're really working on now is uh, figuring out, okay, I've created my space. Now I can set myself into uh, my kind of race pace. I can slow down just a little, set, set my pace for the next, you know, two miles here before hopefully we can try to pick, up, pick it up again and push it in that last three-quarter mile. Let's flip over to the boys. Ryan, North Jacob, Graving, your top two guys, Ryan in 14th, Jacob at 30th. Um, how did the boys run overall, and what stood out for you about those two guys? Uh, Ryan just really, uh, really competed. Uh, it, it's, he, he really wanted, I know him and Jake both really wanted to medal top 15 medal. Um, and Ryan got himself out. Uh, I, I know me and him were talking afterwards and he's kind of had that issue where he got out and he, he went a little faster than he wanted to that first mile. Um, so we're going to work, uh, trying to just slow that first mile down just a bit and hopefully we can get even closer to the 17th flat mark in the future. Um, but it, it's a big time race for him to go out against, you know, a bunch of teams on the boys side who are ranked as well, uh, and go out there and get 14th, uh, Jacob, uh, Jacob had a good race, but you know, uh, honestly, Jacob was a bit disappointed. Um, he, he wants to be in that 17 minute range. Um, and you know, so, sometimes like, like all sports, some days you're feeling it, some days you're not, uh, yesterday was not a day where Jacob was, was really grooving. Um, you know, in, in, in the future down the road, I think, uh, he'll, he'll use that as kind of motivation, uh, to really get, get back to where he wants to be. Um, and, and you know, Jacob, don't get me wrong. Jake, Jacob ran a great race at 30th, but Jacob's got such expectations of himself, um, that, that he's going to want to drive and try to drop that down even more, uh, which is w what we really like about Jake. Coach, you had your young group of guys as well. Uh, the freshmen uh, perform well over there. This had to be almost a little intimidating uh, first time at a meet this size. Yeah, and, and I thought they responded really well to that. Um, I think you put it you know, spot on that a meet this size, a start um, as kind of big as this start was where you're in a huge crowd. I know Fletch was saying afterwards, thought maybe we could have got out a little faster for him in that first 400. He felt he got tangled up. Um, and that's kind of the danger at these meets is getting tangled early on and having to work your, your way back. Um, but total, you know, total times, uh, Thomas, Fletch, Dayton, uh, Jacob, uh, McCarger, uh, they rocked it. They, they all showed significant improvement um, from West Central Valley, uh, 30, you know, 30, 35, 25 seconds. Uh, for them, and they got 49th 
for Thomas, Fletch 51, Dayton 60, um, Jacob was 82, and Colton Hagen was in there at 64. I mean, he improved his time, too. Um, all, all those guys are going to be so critical for us as the year goes on. Um, they all have great attitudes. They all want to uh, uh, really improve as much as possible. And, and I thought, you know, at, at a meet this big for them to compete the way they did, it, it really showed that it doesn't matter for them, you know, whether they're, you know, like last meet running in 10th, 11th, 12th, or this meet they're running 50th, you know, 60th, but they're showing improvement in their times. And, and that's the biggest thing. So, uh, another week, another great performance by our freshmen. And Coach, uh, I know that you wanted to mention uh, especially the junior high kids uh, and some of the JV that did well down in Audubon and your managers uh, and the job that they've done so for you so far this year. Yeah, we've, we've had uh, down at Audubon, we, we really rocked it. Uh, our, our girls, you know, had, had a, a tough day. It's, it's, it's hot and Audubon's very hilly. It's kind of the opposite of Gilbert. Um, and they went down there. Uh, a lot of them ran pretty close to the same times as West Central Valley, which is a really flat course. So if you're even close to the same time, that's 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 really awesome. Um, we also, you know, frankly, uh, we run a lot on the path here out here uh, in Carroll, um, and that's relatively flat. Uh, they they haven't had probably a a three mile workout similar to the hills that they saw often. So that was a kind of a new experience for them. Uh, our middle school girls, uh, kind of starting with them and working our way up. Uh, really rocked it. Addie Davis won the race. Shelby Grieving got second. Uh, Hazel Clawson, uh, third. Kate Ferdinand, fourth. The, just an awesome job by them. Um, middle school cross country is really tough to do. Um, so for everyone that participated, we were really happy and uh, shows, you know, a bright future. And then we had uh, two boys, uh, Charlie and, and Liam, uh, who, who were fifth and sixth, respectively. So, again, just really good stuff. And, and next week we should have about three more boys running to in middle school, which is really good. Um as far as the JVs go, uh, Maddie Segebart uh, had a had a really good race. Um, she was able to get you know, I believe fifteenth, um, and was at thirty fifteen, which again was just slightly slower than her time at West Central Valley, which which really in my eyes is improvement because of all the hills. Um, Grades competed really hard again. Um, she was sixteenth with thirty one thirty four, um, and, and Regan Geringer I thought had a really good day uh, at thirty one thirty six. Uh, she's continued to improve a lot uh, throughout the season, and uh, I, I think, you know, she's a pretty consistent runner. Um, and I was I was impressed that with the hills, she just handled it so well and, and was so similar to her other one. Um, JV Boys also, you know, really uh, had a pretty good day. I think the the two kind of standouts for me were Kaden Canuso and Cohen Saipa. Uh, and, and those guys, I, I, I think – Hopefully by the end of the year, we're going to be pushing, you know, Tyler uh, and, and Jacob McCarter for those those kind of back end of varsity spots. But uh, we will see as that goes. Uh, our managers, <laughs> I, I, I miss, yeah, a lot. I, we had so many, it was a crazy night. We had so many people everywhere. Our managers, uh, we went up things with just the varsity, uh, and we've had four managers who've done a really good job all, all year. Kyra Walterman, Megan Scott, Ellie Sybil. Uh, and then Case and Stipe just joined us recently. Uh, and I noticed at Ames, there were little things I was like, oh, I forgot this, or I should have done this. And I was like, usually the managers do that, and I, I kind of forget how much they've been doing for our team. And not only the little technical things that help out, you know, time, recording, stuff like that, but they really bring a, a really positive energy and attitude to our team. They've hosted, you know, different events for kids. They've brought breakfast when we've had early morning practices. Uh, they're just really awesome kids to have around the team, and it's been really supportive uh kind of our own personal cheer squad too so uh lots of good stuff hopefully we'll keep it up next week well coach i know you got a meet coming up hopefully today whether there's some rain in the forecast for most of western and and, and iowa in general so hopefully you guys can get the meet in up at holstein this morning uh, we wish you the best of luck up there and i look forward to catching up with you next week to, to talk about that uh, meet and other meets coming up for you guys sounds good have a great weekend you bet. Head Coach Thomas Nelson again with the Kemper Cross Country team. We'll be back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show that's coming up next year on at KCIM. Win a brand new Lazy Boy when you enter Pringer Slipperland's Pet of the Game contest. Every football fan wants a comfortable recliner to relax in and cheer on their favorite team. 
Win a free one just in time for football season. Now until midnight on September 29th, submit your name, email, and a photo of your pet to 1380kcim.com for a chance to win a Lazy Boy Trooper recliner. See the Slumberland Furniture Carol Facebook page for more information. the sound of winning. And there's been a whole lot of it at Wild Rose Casino and Hotel. So much so that this year, we've surpassed $18 million in jackpots. And that doesn't count the cars, trips, electronics, concerts, and more. Have you won your share? We've got more to win. Wild Rose Casino and Hotel. You'd rather be here. Must be 21 or older. Standard text and data messages may apply. See Club Wild for details. Deb Danner, the head girls swim coach with the Carroll Tigers, joining us here on this Saturday morning on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. The Tigers hosted Des Moines-Lincoln on Thursday for their only meet uh, over the last week. Coach, good to catch up with you again. How you doing this week? I'm doing great. Good. Coach, I, I tell you what, I was kind of talking with you here um, before we got started I got this sense uh, in the email you sent out Thursday night with the results, and as always, we appreciate you doing that. You always take care of us very, very well. But uh, even though you guys lost and lack of numbers uh, kind of hurting you guys this year as far as able to score a lot of points, but uh, the girls swam pretty well, and you had some girls swim swim really well on Thursday night, I got the sense. Yeah, um, you know, the team's a little small this year. We only had nine swimmers on Thursday. Um you know, a couple of them had a prior engagement. So, uh, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. But, um, yeah, you know, for nine girls, um, I think they did a fantastic job. Uh, you know, the score was 112 to 62. Um, you know, they, they did fantastic with that. I, I am very happy with it. Um, you know, we had some really good times. We had a few time drops, so that was always good to see. Um, Emma... Emma Myers, you know, she did fantastic. She, you know, wins her 200 IM, her 100 breaststroke. So, you know, um, that's just always a fun, fun races to watch with her swimming um, to see what she's going to do. Uh, we had Lydia Dose um, swim a couple of uh, events that she did very well with um, a couple of personal best times for her. So, you know, she was very excited about that. And, and, you know, we're all very excited for her with that. So, um, yeah, it, it, we had, you know, just kind of a few time drops here and there, and, and that was always good to see. So, you know, it, it's nice to see that we're moving forward from last week's meet. Um, you know, like I said, a big chunk of the team are kind of new this year. So, you know, I assume it was kind of nerves, which – Thursday showed us that, yeah, it was probably nerves because they did a lot better. They were a lot more settled in, relaxed, ready to go. So, um, yeah, the, the meet went much, much nicer for the girls this time. Where did you see kind of the big difference for them? Was it off the starting blocks? Uh, you know, was it the turns? Where did you Where did you kind of see them feel the most comfortable? Um, you know, just on deck. Just on deck, they weren't like all fidgety, nervous, that scared, whatever. I mean, they, they seemed a lot more relaxed and, and comfortable and ready to swim. Um, you know, they got up to the blocks, they looked a lot more confident than they did a week ago. So, you know, that, that just makes all the difference in the world when you, once you dive into the water. If you have that confidence, um, you'll, you're going to do a whole lot better. So, yeah, it, it, you know, just on deck. Um, really is is where you really notice it. You mentioned Emma Myers and her wins last night. How close is she to being where she needs to be and as good as she's can can be right now? Um, well, would I like to see her better? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> um, no, she, she's you know she's doing she's right on track where kind of where she was last year, a little bit ahead of last year, so. Um, you know, that's always good to see. And, you know, would I like to see her maybe a little bit faster than that right now? Absolutely, yes. But, um, like I said, she's a little bit ahead of where she was last year. So, you know, we'll take that. She, she's doing a good job. And Lydia Dosh, you mentioned, you know, a couple of PRs for her. What's been the difference here so far for her this year? 
Um, she's just really stepped it up this year. She was just busting it in at practice. Um, it, you can tell every day at practice she's, she's working her tail off, just you know, trying to make those improvements. And you know, anytime I suggest anything, she does it, and knowing that it's going to help her out. So um, yeah, it, it she's just she's just having a fantastic year this year. <laughs> Four other kids that it seems like when I've typed the results of your your first two meets that uh, their names have jumped out to me because of how well they've done so far. Uh, Zelda DeMoss, Natalie Kent, Amelia Holtz, and Haley Burns all appear to be swimming well right now. Oh, definitely, yeah. They're all doing a fantastic job this year, just stepping up and uh, you know filling in any space that I need them to swim. Um, Zelda's looking to be our uh, 500 swimmer this year, so... You know, she's working hard. It, it's a tough race, and, and she's doing a really good job with it. Um, Natalie Kent is new for us this year, so, you know, just kind of watching and seeing what she has to offer, and, and so far, so good. She's been doing a really good job. Um, Amelia Holt, she, you know, she went to camp last summer, uh, made a lot of improvements on her stroke, so I'm really excited to watch those things unfold for her and uh uh Haley Burns you know um she's just she's been working hard at practice and and you know she's one of our sprinters and she just keeps pushing it forward and actually having her some a little bit of fly this year and uh doing really good with it so um sorry Haley looks like you're gonna continue <laughs> some fly for a while <laughs> I guess the question I got to ask is, is that uh, how do you always get a couple of girls interested in the 500? Um, you know, they're all scared to swim it to begin with. So I make everybody swim it at some point in a meet. And, you know, some people are just, are distant swimmers. And um, once they swim it, they realize, oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know, you got to put hard. It's a long race, but. For some people, you know, it's it's the slow twitch muscle type of thing, and and that's what's more comfortable to them rather than trying to sprint. So yeah, it, it's just a matter of um, they got to try it, and, and they end up loving it. Coach, uh, you guys haven't had a ton of meets here early. Uh, when are you looking for things to pick up, and is the schedule kind of played out the way you want it to? Um, yeah, you know, we got about three more weeks of, of light meets and then they're all going to get packed in really fast. Um, would I like to see a few more ahead of, ahead of time? Yes. Um, it's, it's hard to go into mid season and just have one meet after another. Um, it's hard to get anything accomplished. Uh, you know, you go to a meet and, and you see things you need to work on, but you don't really get a chance to work on it because, oh, we got another meet already. And, um, yeah, but that's that's the way our schedule set up. So uh, we work around it. The reason I ask is you're not on, you're off until next Saturday, the 17th again now when you head to Marshalltown. So what do you do this week to get them ready? Uh, we just work on little things, um, technique and, and things like that. So. You know, just, just try and fix a little bit of stuff and, and put in some yardage. Well, Deb, I tell you what, appreciate you joining us here today. Uh, enjoy another weekend where you're maybe not going anywhere, but at least you don't have to, <laughs> to don't have to coach a meet right. here locally anyway. But uh, appreciate you joining us again, right. Coach. We'll catch up with you again next week. Yep, it's always good to be here. Head Coach Deb Danner again with the Carroll's Girls Swim Team. We'll step way back with more from MCs coming up next here on KCIM. You don't farm just for you. There's generations before you and generations to come after. You live up to a legacy as much as you build one for the future to come. That's why the all-new Gleaner S9 Series Combine Blend Technology and know-how gives you the very best in control, comfort, and combine performance. It's the next generation gleaner for the next generation of farming. Visit one of our locations in Irwin, Corning, or Pocahontas, or visit us online at robinsonimplement.com. The all-new S9 series from Gleaner, built with farmer in mind. It's that time of the year for comfort food. 
and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. Time to wrap up. The MC Country Cafe Coaches Show went quite a bit long here today. Quick look at that local schedule again. Volleyball. Carol Isak Kemper uh, up at South Central Calhoun's tournament in Rockwell City this morning. Cross country. Kemper, South Central Calhoun, Isak scheduled to be at Ridgeview today. I.K. Manning and Coonabbage Baird scheduled to be over at Green County today. That's going to wrap it up. Have a great weekend, everybody. KCIM, Western Iowa weather. Scattered rain showers likely this afternoon. Otherwise cloudy. High temperatures reach up to 67. Northerly winds, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Lows dip down to about 46. Tonight, partly cloudy skies. Highs level off around 71. Tomorrow, mainly sunny skies and calm. From the Weatherology Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Paul Trombley. See the full forecast and the Brinks Exteriors radar at 1380kcim.com. Right now, 54. You're listening to Western Iowa's Information Leader, 1380 KCIM, Carol. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored.